0: This is my fan theory, okay? I like it. So, show enough, yep. right, gets beat by the glow. Yeah. Takes place in 85. Yep. So, he's disgraced. He's basically becomes John Creese, right, like from Cobra Kai. He yeah. He has to disappear. His whole dojo's gone. Nobody's wearing any red jerseys anymore. I like it, yeah. You know, totally disgraced. He's living in that van. What if I told you that years later, he resurfaces, he's lost most of his hair, he's lost some teeth, and he has reemerged as Dragonfly Jones. Do you know who Dragonfly Jones no. is? He's a sensei who does self defense classes, uh, and he is prominently seen on the Martin Lawrence show. <laughs> oh yeah! Now, do you remember Drag- Dragonfly yeah. Jones? First of all, the Fu Manchu. He's yeah, bald, but he's got the red kind of like Shogun. Yeah, look. and he's got the flair. This is my working theory that I like uh, it. Show Enough turns into Dragonfly Jones. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, when you got that glow, <laughs> you need a loan. <laughs> You got the glow, the flow, the need, the weed. <laughs> so good. Today Ambrose in the tower we're going to talk about Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, but what is almost as important as a black exploitation Bruce exploitation film,
1: every cultural exploitation. There's a lot of inappropriate <laughs> stuff, but what's
0: more important than that Max is getting in the right loan. If you're going to buy a house or if you're thinking about refinancing the garbage loan that you were given by Arcadia, is that his name? The bad guy? Yeah. You gotta it make sure you name. gotta go to Charlie and his team, and you've gotta make sure you get into the right loan. Sonic Loans is your savior in an otherwise deadly world. So reach out it's to not Sonic today. Charlie and his team is gonna take care of you. Tell them the Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to get into the best possible mortgage you can.
1: NMLS number 1955-855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313 488 for more information.
0: Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. For a free consultation, call 248-595-0001 and tell them the Buzz in the Tower sent you because they are going to make sure you get A++++ legal treatment. Master treatment. Max, if I owned a fortune cookie company and was secretly using a robot, an AI robot, to make the fortunes instead of having a true master. That sounds like an excellent job. That sounds like a class action lawsuit. Do you know how many fortune cookies are consumed a year but one restaurant? Thousand millions? 2.6 million. (laughs) If it's bird law, if it's fortune cookie law, they are gonna get in a position to protect you. They're aggressive, they're efficient, they're the best lawyers in town. You gotta reach out to Ian and his team of incredible lawyers today. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you, like I mentioned before. They're gonna give you incredible treatment. If you're in New York, if you're in Chinatown, if you run into three Asian beef boxers (laughs) that are making fun of African American culture, and that seems like a lawsuit to you, it could be. All right, Max. Anyways, (laughs) reach out to Ian and his team today. They'll take care of you today's episode barry gordy's the last dragon in new york city martial arts student leroy green known to his friends as bruce leroy has dreams of becoming a great martial artist like his idol bruce lee his master explains that he has almost reached the final level of martial arts accomplishment known as the last dragon Martial artists who reach this final level are said to be able to concentrate such mystical energy into their hands that they begin to glow. Only a true martial arts master would be able to exhibit the glow over his entire body. So on a mission, Bruce Leroy is sent to find the master and complete his training. Along the way, he finds deceit, lies, and a little bit of romance.
1: i do not even have a
0: paintbrush today i'm buzzing the tower <clears throat> today i'm buzzing the tower we're going to take a look at one of the greatest films ever made that is a combination martial arts black exploitation, comedy called the last dragon also known as barry gordy's the last dragon i'm mo shapiro and joining me as always the show nuff to my bruce leroy max sanders and with that You are the last dragon. You possess the power of the glow, 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 glow. (laughs) Just let your soul glow.
1: (laughs) The glow, the flow, the need, the weed, the smell, the bell, the why. I don't know. Like this is when like talking was rap.
0: This is a movie. (laughs) This is a movie. Did you get a sensory? Tell, Tell the listeners. Take me to the moment when you texted. I, I sent you a text and said, "What should we do for our topic this week?" So to walk me through. You had, you strategized. Yeah. This. you were gonna you were gonna make this happen, but you had to play it cool.
1: So normally I text like six or seven movies, knowing I'll try to put my like, my favorite one, two or three in, yeah. so it doesn't look obvious. Yeah, you're
0: you're playing coy. You're yeah, playing a little possum with Mo. I understand. But
1: luckily this time we had like 48 hours to decide. So I was just like, Last with Dragon. Forty hours. Forty eight <laughs> hours to decide. I was just like, I'm gonna just put it out there. The Last Dragon. And I waited. Actually, I didn't wait. I put a next one. I put Indiana Jones one and three to kind of give you, because you always reject that one for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. Why? We love Indy. do it next week. Okay, I'm cool. Calm down. Okay.
0: You've had too much. To get back to your story. Sean Connery voice. You get, get back to it, with the last dragon. <laughs> you would be good master. Wait, wait. Actually, Sean Connery does say that word for word. What? In the movie oh, The Dragon Heart. Oh, in dragon, he goes, I am the last dragon. Yeah, you're right. He says it literally. Can you put I, that in there? Mind blown. Can we put that in? You can do whatever you want. No. Oh, I, you mean can I edit it Yes. In? I mean, why not? Why not? Can I think something into existence? Yes. Or can you edit can make it? make it, into, it happen. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so how excited were you when I was like, yeah, Last Dragon?
1: So excited that I almost, I forgot what this movie, like how 80s it is. It's, oh man. Is it, it's top three most 80s movies, right? It's gotta
0: be. We should do, make a note, because yep. I'll, I'll forget. We should do an episode Ranking our favorite 80s cult classics. So it's this Weekend of Bernie's Mannequin. Weekend of Bernie's and Mannequin are not cult classics. Cult. Huh? cult okay, because they were hits? A different, different conversation. Yeah. This was a hit too. Not quote unquote, it made $33 million. I know. On, 10 on, an eight, on a 10 million, that's a hit. That's a hit. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Max, we'll get to it another okay, time. Sorry. But I, I think there's a there's a bigger conversation to be had. First of all, what is a cult classic? Like the Last Starfighter is a cult classic yes, to me. Like that sure. is it doesn't get more cult classic than that.
1: Yeah, well, it's also been recreated in like <clears throat> books and video games and movies. Like has the
0: Last Dragon been recreated? <laughs> Comic Con, it's huge at Comic Con. Really, we'll talk about this. Okay, in a welcome to the show. If you are first time listener. Woohoo! Yeah, um, if you're not and you just <laughs> <laughs> you just haven't you subscribed just or follow, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, like, follow, subscribe, leave a review, leave us five stars. Check us out on social media preferably tiktok because that's where we that's where we mix that's where we cook yeah that's where we cook is on tiktok i learned how to split screen yesterday max I'm so proud of you yeah at buzz in the tower is our tag <laughs> at b-u-z-z-n the tower uh website buzzinthetower.com and you can also join our patreon in fact we have one of our most powerful patreons today is our uh, buzz in the tower fan spotlight we'll Sit get to forward. that in a minute he is he's dark he is, he is, is between the years he's very dark you know what's weird
1: yeah, like, I like, talk to him online. He kind of scares me. He scares me. Okay, and I've known him in my whole life. We'll yeah. get to that. We'll okay. get to that. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> scares me! He what are do we sweet. doing? What are we doing, Jerry?
1: By the way, speedy recovery to our dear friend, Josh Allen, who's just a great listener and a great guy.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, did he have a heart attack? Uh, he had heart surgery. Heart surgery, yeah. yeah. it's awful. But uh, yeah. this is a guy who just... Oozing positivity, yeah, man. just not nice just not, not even just a supporter of the show, but a supporter of you and I, yeah. And I, uh, I love the dude. So get well, get well soon, my friend. Uh, anybody else out there we want to give a shout out to?
1: Edwin killed it last week. He I did. appreciate because he doesn't like to get on, you know, the voice stuff, yeah, yeah, but like yeah. for
0: us, he does it, and I just appreciate like of people. Oh, here we go, here we go because you because he went out there and was like, I love Max. No, I got mo- embarrassed mo- by that yeah. to Max.
1: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Did people get job. out of their side of their comfort zone because. That's something I don't understand.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm a, you know, one of the things that we should consider doing when we go to video in January is we can record actual video. Yeah. of The fan spotlights. I don't know that people feel any more or less comfortable, but that'd be something kind of cool to like slide in there. Yeah. Or we could actually like get them on a Zoom. Oh man. Yeah. I'm talking technology above my pay grade, but we'll do our best. Next, today we're going to talk about Barry Gordy's Last Dragon. I gave it the two titles because it is often referred to as both The Last Dragon and Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Because
1: he kind of like dreamed this into fruition, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I think even more than that, Barry Gordy, that name, that's like Dr. Dre.
1: He created Motown, right? He is Motown. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Barry Gordy. So I think that- He's still alive. The attachment of his name yeah. is almost gives um, relevance to the film, if you will.
1: At the time, it did, too. It's like no one else could have made this movie at the time. No, you know what I mean? This no. is like- This is like Sly saying, I want to make an arm wrestling movie because I made $400 million with Rocky Four.
0: By the way, not to change topics, but that is kind of what we do on the show literally every five seconds. So Schwarzenegger, if you're a fan of the show, um, I don't know if we've talked about this a lot, but the Schwarzenegger uh, Netflix documentary, what what is it called? Arnold, I think. I think it's just called Arnold. If you haven't seen it, you got to go see it. Wonderful. In classic 80s fashion where Arnold does one thing, Sly does it, Sly does one thing, Arnold does it. Yep. Sly now apparently has one. It's called Sly. Yeah. So we need to watch that. I'm very excited. I'll, I'll gobble that up. Yeah. I think you and I had this, uh, had an episode a long time ago. It was like Arnold versus Sly. And didn't you take Sly and yeah. I took Arnold? Okay. He's yeah. the underdog. He, and he is. Alpha. Yeah. I love Sly. I love me some Sly. No, you love Arnold. I love them both. You have Arnold more. Trader. I think that there. I think the reason I love Arnold more is there's a little bit of self awareness that Sly doesn't have. Like, yeah, he takes himself a little too serious.
1: Yeah, but uh, Sly actually tries to be like a real actor. Like, name me the Rambo moment for Arnold. There's there's an there's an actual Oscar reel yeah. for Sly with Copland and yeah, other things. Yeah. There's
0: no Oscar reel for Arnold. Um, you know, End of Days. Yeah, <laughs> God, it's so true. You're right. I can't. But I don't care. But
1: no, Arnold's better. He's, like his movie, guy. his movie career. If I was on a desert island, you take the Arnold movies. All right, let's get back to the last. Okay, yeah. classic. was my fault again. I yeah. kind of get mad at you Sorry. for going off topic, and I'm like, <laughs> Max,
0: squirrel, <Arnold>. squirrel. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this movie. Um, where does one even begin? So I will say this: the lead actor had never acted before. <laughs>
1: that's, yeah,
0: that's. I think we needed to establish yeah. that right away. Yeah, Timo. This was his first thing ever. He had never acted. How did they find him? I couldn't find it in the research. Like I now they the the stunt coordinator and martial arts coordinator Yeah,
1: Riley Chief, or I think is I have no, his name. It's
0: Van something. It's like three he's got a three name. I don't know where you got Riley Chief or unless you're missing his middle name. I'll uh, let me dig it up for you. Ron Van Cleef. <laughs> or Riley Chief. Ron Van Cleef. I knew it was the three. I smushed it. It's classic. <laughs> we do need to talk about that. When you don't know what something is, here's what I need you to do. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> just shut up and like <laughs> look at what it is. Sound it out in your head instead of saying it like don't say it fast, thinking that nobody'll know that you're just smushing things if together. If Donald Trump has told me one thing, just power through. You're you're a peaceful Trump. <laughs> Remember how, remember how we have all those nicknames for my buddy, yeah. Graham, how like if someone's acting like a buffoon, like if Sean was acting stupid, I call him Tall Fox yeah, because like he's tall, but he's acting like Fox. Like I'm going to start calling you Peaceful Trump. This movie is the greatest movie of all Shmovie. time. <laughs> the, the, the stunt coordinator's name. No, you know what it reminds me of? But. It reminds me of Evil Dead. two to 2 <laughs> <laughs> That's Army of Darkness. <clears throat> again yeah, it's part of the evil dead trilogy yeah damn it it's army of darkness <laughs> you're right you know what i meant yes caught <laughs> <Varrata."> <laughs> that's you every day back to the last dragon i am the last
1: dragon did you have more fun watching this than i think this is the most fun i have watched a movie. lot of fun watching
0: this we're just giggling so the beginning of the movie it, i have to i have to partition this i think i live in a day and age where i have this guilt where i see things that are culturally inappropriate because every moment of my day and you live in a different world than i do you live in a place where like being politically incorrect still has like a safe haven right like i would say bar life is oh yeah is the least politically correct place in the world It's 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 the last bastion of racism sexism like everything that's awful i'm not saying you are this but the environment that you live in yeah, is Yeah, 2, or 3 surrounded. in the morning. And people, mm-hmm. and honestly, you lubricate someone. Yeah. And they go to their safe place, and they feel comfortable and confident saying the dumbest things. If you flip on TikTok, 99% of the horrible stuff that you see of, like, a Karen being a Karen or some guy being racist, they're typically a little drunk, right? Yeah. Not always. But, and, and like, as far as even just, like, treating women, I don't, by the way, I'm not sitting here telling you that I'm some wonderful human being, but, but the bar brings out the worst in men. You are a girl, I, I, it's, it's bad. So with that being said, I don't know that this means as much to you as it does to me because every moment of my life, like I am in a position where I am reminded how much I have to focus on being more politically correct, trying to understand. You're
1: one email away from never working again.
0: Yeah. And it's not even the fear. Like I genuinely, no, no, yeah, like yeah. I appreciate the change. Yeah. And and to your point, having a couple young children, like yeah. this is the world they're going to live in. P- things change. We need to adapt. There was a time. So I'm,
1: do you want your kids to be PC or do you want them to be funny?
0: I think <laughs> I love, so it's funny you say that. I think it's possible to do both. And that's the Steve Martin route. What I love about our podcast yeah. is that because we, we couldn't swear. That's true. It we, forces us. Who would have thought? No one. Yeah. Because you and I have the like we're the most we're politically gross. incorrect and we're gross. Yeah. But because we decided to have a clean podcast, it forces us. Yeah, it's pretty that's a terrible name for something. <laughs> it's that's from secession. Not not a podcast. It's from I've succession. never seen secession. Oh my God. Best insult humor ever. Oh, that's a cocky, cocky statement. Uh I would say married with children is the best insult humor. I'm telling ever. you, watch one episode. All right, all right, all right. right. Anyways. The reason I bring this up is because what I find happening, um, there is a podcast, these two women, uh, and they sent us like a care package. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the podcast, but I listened to their episode about 16 Candles mm. and it was really, really well done. And And they found a way to talk about how they both loved that movie, but also were like keenly aware of how problematic aspects of that movie are. Long right? duck dong, Yeah. I mean, racially, like rape like date rape like there's like oh yeah, yeah there's a lot there's a lot so i'm making what did we do last night i know i'm <laughs> I'm making this like big production out of this not not no, not no it's fair i'm not trying to put judgment on anyone but when you watch this movie which is if again this is like largely driven by minority screenwriter minority producer minority actors like this is the the richness of black exploitation films yeah. right like this was meant to be we just last week had this big conversation about the difference between parody and spoof Right, yeah. and this is a parody of Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon, but it spoofs the genre of black exploitation. So, apologies ahead of time, but there's just stuff in here that probably doesn't sound all that great. Yeah,
1: today. and there's more positive than negative. There you know it's. what I mean? Like at that time, how many black-led movies were like the black guy's a superhero who gets the girl? Right. You know what I mean? Oh no, this yeah. is for
0: sure. And that's meant for mainstream. And culturally, this is so cool. Like Barry Gordy used to show up on the set with like. Motown legends, yeah. And they'd like like walk the Temptations, Stevie I mean, Wonder. We look at the soundtrack on this, it's right? Insane. It's insane. Yeah. We'll yeah. get to that. But um, the one thing I would add too, a term that I learned, and this was fascinating to me. Have you heard the term Bruce exploitation? No. There is a whole subgenre of film. That came out after Bruce Lee died, mm. where like they were pumping out all these films of actors that looked like Bruce Lee to capitalize on his popularity, huh. and they're called Bruce exploitation. I'm like, that's so. I and mean, there's never been like a like Hebrew exploitation film, you yeah. Know, capitalizing on Joe Rogan, you know, it's Joe Rogan, <laughs> Seth, Rogen, Seth <laughs> Rogan, Seth <laughs> yeah, Rogan, Joe Rogan. Uh. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> 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 it's a really bad. <laughs> it's <throw>. the worst <laughs> Rogan ever. I'm, I'm, I'm Joe Rogan. Everybody's it's like, like Oscar the Grouch doing Joe Rogan. Yeah, it's really good. Thanks. <laughs> it's, it's not one of my better. I am the last dragon. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> That's much better. So this movie is is hysterical, and there's like just it's just doesn't make sense. There's nope. nothing about it that makes sense. But it's got um you know the main character Bruce Leroy. It's he he lives in New York. And that's the other thing too, right? Like his dad runs a pizza place. Get it's your like pizzas a, to Danny's I, pizza. Pizzas. It's a it's the Leroy a, Bruce's pizza. That's all right. I got Wait, you, no. buddy. Don't worry. Leroy's it, pizza. It's not Pizza. Danny's pizza. It's Danny's pizza. Is it? I don't know. Okay, I should look it up for yeah. God's sake?
1: Sorry, Daddy Green's pizza. At a boy, because he's Bruce. His his son's junior.
0: Remember, junior, junior, <laughs> junior. Today we're going to do the entire episode as Sean Connery. <laughs> Manny pane, get over here. <laughs> Where's Bruce Leroy, <clears throat> you know what? You know what? The failure of our podcast is not having Sean Connery on. No, the bigger failure is like you're so easy to make laugh that it gives me a false sense that I'm being funny when all I'm literally doing is a bad Sean Connery imitation. Saying anything I could do, I could do the alphabet: A, B, C, D. I'm an easy laugh. E, F, G, H, I. <laughs> Let's look at yourself. You're cracking up. Do LMNO. Now I know my <laughs> A, B, C. You missed Elemento. Next time, won't you <laughs> sing with me? <laughs> Sounds like you're about to have a heart attack on the My, toilet. How about I did it in his Yeah. H-I Scooch. By the scooch way, uh,
1: Dogs of War, have you seen? It's a 1980 movie no. where Christopher Walken is just a crazy mercenary who kills mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. All right.
0: Yeah. Giddy up. It's an 80s movie. So back to The Last Dragon, which we've spent very little time talking about, but that's all right. <laughs> we're, we're doing the show on that today. The, the great part about this movie is that it... It has a little bit of everything. So it's got the black exploitation feel. Yep. It's got a plot that makes absolutely no sense. I think in large part the reason the plot doesn't make sense. Which plot that makes no sense? The right. So the plot to this movie makes no sense.
1: Well, I'm saying the arcade like millionaire. The entire who, plot who wants makes no sense. Cindy Loper girlfriend yes, to the get entire rich, so he'll murder. So people. when I say the plot makes no, no sense, there's, there's I'm referring to the, to the entire plot. Okay, there's multiple plot themes. Nothing in this movie makes sense. Where Shogun come from or yes, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, How he so angry? Yeah. How he has the glow? Yeah. Um, the evil glow.
0: Why vanity even likes Bruce Leroy? Oh, I understand that. <laughs> really? A yeah, man. It's a Florence Nightingale syndrome. Her life was saved by him. Okay, yeah, that's true. Is it Florence Nightingale? Uh, sounds right. All right hold on a second. Let me, let me Google that. We got the old Google machine up. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. So the Florence Nightingale effect is when a caregiver falls in love with their patient. That's hot. <laughs> so there you go. That for you. I mean, you literally. So misery. Someone has to care with you. No, know, not misery. Oh. What a great movie that is. Can we do that in the 90s? Uh, yeah. yeah. We, we can do whatever you want. Yeah. I can show you the world. <laughs> James Caan with Champagne. All right, listen. Yeah. We really got to do this movie. Yeah, I know. I don't know where our heads at right now. <laughs> We're all over the map. <laughs> the movie makes no sense, but I think in part the reason the movie doesn't make any sense is because they had to trim $2 million off their budget, and they had like basically 24 hours to like cut it down, so they cut 40 pages. So 40 pages, I mean, a script is 160 yeah. pages. so It's, the, a, it's a chunk. This,
1: this one probably was 100 pages, and the director cut... 40 pages while the writer was asleep and they're like, let's piece it back together the next morning. (laughs) This is is
0: madness. Absolute (laughs) madness. But where the movie does work is it, it has a familiar feel to it, right? It is this enter the dragon, learning from the master, you know, like uh, karate kid, defense over offense, you know, I, yeah, I don't I that fight. fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's got all those like elements to it. Nobility. Then it's got a little funk to it, right? It does. It's got the yeah. very gordy juice, the, if you will. The Laura Charles
1: video show. That yeah. was like, it felt like very, I want my MTV. Yes. And also, I mean, the girl is based on Cindy Lauper. Right,
0: right. They wanted her to have that feel. I
1: kind of liked her music, actually. That
0: was bad yeah you remember vanity doesn't say it's bad she's just like it's not for my show so
1: doesn't she look like she's 78 though even though she's young
0: so she looks very different in this movie than she does in action jackson which takes place oh no i meant oh you mean angel Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: um
0: yeah she does look a little bit older she's a broadway star she's like a very like uh broadway kid so is eddie arcadian the most evil bad guy in the history of 80s film it's very strange. He's that- overly aggressively evil for the tone of this movie.
1: Yeah, well, so I mean, show gun, show, show Nuff is pretty evil too. I don't know,
0: Max. So, show enough is is evil, but he's not like sinister. He's not sitting there saying he doesn't go to his girlfriend and say you shut your mouth. He bites a guy's ankle. I know, but that's just in the and that's, that Dan, that's a, that's physical did Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell watched this no, and he was like, no, he "That. That's how um, he's got football pads on." Don't evoke the name <laughs> of the chosen one in a negative way around me ever again. <laughs> Show enough. We're, when we get to characters, we're going to talk about Show Enough because I've got some some things I want to talk about. But
1: yeah, Eddie Arcadian's insane. Yeah. He's, he's got it. He, he even has a James Bond piranha. Yeah, that eats people. Right. Uh, he's got henchmen.
0: Yeah. He's but, got it's, it, but it's, it's even more than he's that. five foot three. He goes out of his way to create a scenario where instead of just like killing Bruce Leroy, he yeah. wants him to like beat up by like a gang. I mean, it's, it's like Vader getting a bunch of bounty hunters and like sending yeah. them off, except like Vader didn't want to sit there and watch it happen in front of him. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you get that
1: arcade money in the eighties, it goes to your head. Is that arcade money? He's an arcade. Uh, that's no, why he's called not. Arcadian. Uh, I mean, I get, maybe that's yeah. the obvious part, but yeah. he was an arcade guy. Yeah, that's why I
0: gave everybody quarters. You're right. Yeah. Any relation to the Wayne's World? Noah, Van, uh, Noah Van, Bill Murray's coaching tree. Yeah, that's amazing. More coaching
1: trees. That's great. That's great. Um, I love it, that you did one of them. And you're like, I'm good. Uh, that's enough. I know
0: it was it was exhausting.
1: <laughs> Although I do, uh, especially with like the Charlie
0: Day uh, board with the Pepe Sylvia. So how how would you like me to tie this movie to Predator? Because I can do that. <laughs>
2: hmm
0: I'm trying to think nope I can't do it alright I got you a little yeah. later actually I'll do it right now yeah. so the character enough played by Julius Carey and I know we're not getting into characters yet but we'll yeah. just talk about this one so Julius Carey was actually someone who had acting experience right yep. um, whereas uh Ty Mock didn't at all <laughs> yes like he just was a martial arts dude but he did a great job. I actually thought he did one. Do you think
1: his martial arts was good? It just seemed kind of flimsy.
0: Is like martial arts, like martial arts, or martial arts. Like in the beginning. When are we be- talking about mushing words? Slow down, slow martial down. Martial arts. Yes. Yeah. Martial. martial arts. It seemed kind of
1: flimsy. He's just like, da, da,
0: da, da. Just seems a little, I don't know. What you just did is flimsy. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry. Can't I wait just, for that video. I can't wait till we have videos. That'll be like a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Brian Adams behind it. Everything I do, <laughs> I do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Gold, uh, Jerry, so Gold. 1997 Buster Rhymes uh, parodied show enough in his music video. Dangerous. Yeah. He
1: looks like him too. He looks a lot like him. Yeah.
0: Have you watched the whole video? Oh yeah. In that video. Do you know who's driving the car?
1: No, is it Bill Duke? Bill Duke. Oh my god. That's my predator. Tie. That, that's that's good. my degree of separation. 6 degrees of Bill Duke. So,
0: I got I'm I'm like wondering like is Buster Rhymes just like the biggest 80s movie lover in the world that he's both imitating Show Nuff from The Last Dragon in his video and he threw Bill Duke in there just for poops and giggles? I, I'm, <laughs> I mean, poops and giggles. Uh I mean he's a rapper
1: from the 90s. Think about like the director of this, Director Crush Groove too. These were yeah, like yeah. influential rap movies yeah, basically. Yeah.
0: Um we'll definitely have to throw his little thing up on our TikTok. Yeah. Or on on the web. This on the is interweb. Serious. The this, song you're,
1: you're. That, that song is based Who's on Who's the man? Actually, I mean Buster Eyes wouldn't be an 80 connoisseur because that uh This is Dangerous yeah, was yeah. based on an 80s
0: drug PSA commercial. You don't say. Yeah. Hmm. So I've got another uh I I have not found anything that officially ties these two things together. Okay. But this is my fan theory. Okay. I like it. So show enough, Yep. Right? Gets beat by the glow. Yeah. And this takes place in 1980, 85 85. takes place in 85. Yep. So he's disgraced. He's basically becomes John Kreese, right? Like from Cobra Kai. He yeah. He has to disappear. His whole dojo has gone. Nobody's wearing any red jerseys anymore. I like it. Yeah. You know, totally. Disgraced. He's living in that van. What if I told you that years later he resurfaces, he's lost most of his hair, he's lost some teeth and he has reemerged as Dragonfly Jones. Do you know who Dragonfly Jones no. is? Dragonfly Jones. <laughs> Uh, is a sensei who does <laughs> – I can't believe you don't know who Dragonfly Jones is. I'm going to look this up. Hold on. Don't look it up yet. Right. He's a sensei-, sensei who does self-defense classes, uh, and he is prominently seen on the Martin Lawrence show. <laughs> do you remember? Oh, yeah. Now, do you remember Drag- Dragonfly yeah. Jones? You have to watch some of the videos of Dragonfly Jones, but there's an element of him – First of all, the Fu Manchu, he's yep. bald, but he's got the red kind of like shogun yeah. look. Yeah. And he's got the flare. This is my working theory that I like uh, it. Show enough turns into Dragonfly Jones. He got so humiliated, he shrunk by a foot and a half. Well, we don't know that. Yeah. It's, it's humili- <laughs> I mean, if that was true, you'd be four foot two instead of six foot. I
1: love four. that Julius Curry, uh, who played him, didn't know any martial arts and didn't learn any. Didn't know any what? Martial arts. <laughs> didn't know any kung fu and didn't learn any.
2: Ah, <laughs> good old kung fu. Yeah. Marsha,
0: martial arts. <laughs> I'm gonna say that to you a lot. Oh, it's good. All right, Max. I have type uh, two
1: onset diabetes. I know.
0: Let's talk about <laughs> facts about this movie. What do you got?
1: So, cost ten million dollars. Made twenty five point seven five. Ah, uh, thirty three worldwide. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. right. not right. American. Don't worry about sugar. You're good.
0: Yeah. Uh, The arrow karate chop—it's real. Yeah, how does that real? I watched it like six times. I read that too. They must have sped it up and shot the arrow slower. How do you launch the arrow slower? I don't know. it's crazy. But it took two hours to do. Yeah, you know the bullets of the teeth was real. That's not accurate. (laughs) Just maxed you hard. I saw this fact. They're like myth. You better slow down right now, sugar. I saw this
1: fact. I saw Mythbusters try to the, to show that... They the, used a the pig skull. Yeah.
0: But why did anyone even think this was possible? Well, you know, that's what... I loved Myth, Mythbusters. Yeah, but that one is, like, just out of control. a lot of people... Houdini. That was one of Houdini's tricks, wasn't it? He didn't actually catch
1: a bullet. Well, thank you, Max. Yeah. I, are you
0: sure? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Newsflash. But, but to
1: disprove the last dragon, which they did, they were like, could you actually catch a bullet? Yeah. That's and you, insane. And you can't. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Thank you, Copernicus. So, just so we're yeah. on the... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Copernicus. That's really <laughs> the good. The sun moves. Good yeah. for you, Max. Good so many people you. wanted to be in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne like, really wanted to be Leroy Green. Denzel Washington that, ad- yeah. auditioned for Shonoff and for Leroy. Yep. He would have been great Show Shonoff. Amazing. And uh, Wesley Snipes really wanted to be Leroy Green. Correct. Who like really has a really good background
0: in, in martial arts. You oh, said well, it. You said yeah. it. You said yeah. it. Yeah. I had to yeah. pick my head up yeah. and be like, yes, you did. The <laughs> album. Let's talk about the album. Yeah. The, the Motown Records released as an original soundtrack for this film featuring the following artists. Hit me. Vanity, Stevie Wonder, Rockwell, El DeBarge, The Temptations, Sarita, and Smokey Robinson.
1: I mean, he brought out the whole all-star <clears throat> roster because he could. Isn't that what you would do too? Like, Absolutely. I, mean, I would do the same Well, thing. it hit number three on the Billboard charts too.
0: Can I also add a few more people that were in line for show enough? Jim Brown, Fred Williamson, Ron O'Neill, Billy D. Williams, Carl Weathers. Are any of those better? Uh, I don't think so. Jim Brown could have been... No. Because it's got to be the flair. You got to have the flair. Yeah. I, Denzel I think, Washington would have been an incredible show enough. Yeah. He would have done King Kong <laughs> show
1: enough. Shut your mouth. Yeah. God.
0: Shaq. All done right. That. Okay. Shaq, Shaq could have done show Shaq enough. Shaq wasn't like alive. I know. Well, okay. he was a baby, but he was still six foot two. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <clears throat> uh, Mario Van Peebles. That would cool. considered for Leroy Green. Yeah uh and then underrated solo another another character um, i know we're not in characters yet but i thought this was kind of cool uh william h macy this was he was unknown but he's got a small role in this as well
1: it's a very embarrassing role he's wearing like a windbreaker reflector thing
0: there's a lot of questions i have about how people are dressed in this movie so when they're in the movie theater and uh that movie theater scene
1: makes no sense well well so well it's like a rocking horror picture show
0: I'm i'm jumping around a little bit but that's how i roll um the majority of the expense of all the things they spent money on outside of building that uh, Seventh Heaven Million thing, dollars. Which I think Donna... Diana, Diana Ross, Ross saw yeah. it and she wanted to buy it and take it on tour. Do you know my mom went to high school with Diana Ross? Really? Yeah. What's she like? Castack. My mom didn't talk much about her, but they graduated the same class. I talk all about her. I know. That's because you're uh, you're always looking for... What's it called? Clout? Yeah. That's yeah. the word. <laughs> Clout Sanders. <laughs> um but anyways, outside of the studio, what they spent a big chunk of their money on was the licensing to show all of the Enter the Dragon clips.
1: Yeah, because they had no other plan either. No plan. Well, yeah. it was
0: built in, like intricately built into the entire script.
1: Yeah, Bruce Leroy is wearing the jumpsuit from. You uh, could get away with that without having Game to pay tribute.
0: But when you're showing actual clips, yeah. of Enter the Dragon and all that stuff, that's going to cost you money. Well, he worships him. Yeah. Have you seen Enter the Dragon? By I right? haven't. L- or Fist L- of L- Fury. Listen to me. Listen, yeah. to me. listen. Is it really that good, uh, Max? It is. I very rarely go back to these like old classic films, yeah. but like it is so good. Is it dubbed? You, yeah, you can watch either version. You can watch the dubbed or mm. you can watch the subtitle. Yeah, I don't think I do a difference but like I'm telling you, this is one of those movies when you're done watching it, you're gonna be like, I understand why people, people loved yeah. Bruce Lee. Like it's just incredible.
1: That was why. That was the one with cream in it, right? Yeah, cool.
0: It's really, really, really good. Yeah. Over, under, under, over. <laughs> doctor, doctor. It's uh, it's it's wild. Took 44 days to shoot, so yeah, really quick, in and weird. out. Uh, the song Peeping Tom was sung by Rockwell, and by the way, I had no idea. I've heard, I know who Rockwell is. Yeah. Rockwell is Barry Gordy's son. Oh, that's cool. I had no idea. That's it's, ev- everyone's me. connected, you know I, know. I mean? yeah. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. Well, it's nepotism at its best, right? <laughs> Um, Leroy goes to a fortune cookie factory called the some dumb Goy. Yeah. I knew immediately what that was yep. as being from the Hebrew reflection, but Goy obviously means like a non-Jewish person. Yeah. So it's some dumb non-Jewish person. That's incredible. Some dumb, yeah. Some dumb Goy would be like a great name for a podcast too. Yeah. Some dumb Goy's, but we're, I guess that wouldn't work for us. No, either. not yeah, us. No, that's yeah. That's a good call.
1: Uh, let's see. What other facts do I got in this
0: movie? Like I said, Angelo Vaccaro was inspired by Cindy Lauper. Cute gardens. When, uh, when his head goes in the fish tank and he's bleeding, it's because there's a metal pipe in there and he actually hit his face. That's uh, why on the shot right after it, when Leroy pulls him out of the tank, he's got a cut near one of his eyebrows. I was wondering about that. And yeah. there's also
1: a goof at the end when he gets the glow just, after the just water. Just one goof? <laughs> <laughs> the major goof was uh, when he's in the water... After like showing off, like who's the master, and he comes out and he's all healed, yeah, and he should be because you know he got the glow now. Yeah. yeah. Like a second later, you see him and he's got
0: blood on his ear and like he's back to being bloody and stuff. Least shocking thing in the world. I mean, the glow should cure all that. You got that glow. Uh, The song "Rhythm of the Night," which I've heard a million times before, and I forgot it was uh, for this movie. Went to number three on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the Billboard R and B charts. Cool. I mean, this was like this was a seminal moment, right? Like, if you first of all, if you like karate films you're going to see this yeah and then in addition hip-hop. to that hip-hop yeah yeah. well not hip-hop as much as r&b uh i
1: mean i don't know there's a lot of bebopping and yeah. b-boying and yeah. the soul the glow song
0: 85 i think like you still had more r&b was the driver more than hip-hop i know it felt like it was moving towards that obviously though. between the two of us i'm more close to the hip-hop community and i know what i'm talking
1: about. i mean next. the little brother popped and locked his way out of the ropes
0: god there's so much weird in this movie
1: so I mean, this is one of the best little brothers who's like kind so the, of the loud The mouse. most 80s trope ever. Yeah. The, the loud. Mash,
0: rip, th- take a pause. How many 80s movies can we think of right now where there's the annoying little brother or little sister?
1: Okay. So we got uh, Can't Buy Me Love, Seth Green. You got. Uh, the
0: Doonies, Mikey.
1: Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there a 16 Candles one? Yeah. The really jerky younger brother. Remember? Yeah. He's like. Yeah. Yeah. He's
0: super annoying. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's um, her birthday. That's hilarious. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Teen Witch. Teen Witch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh, Weird Science. Yep. Wait, who's the Weird Science one? Well, uh, isn't when It's Gary, older. Brother. I guess older brother. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. true. But
1: same. Like the sibling dynamic is always yeah. great. I that's was thinking- why,
0: that's why, what movie? Uh, Poltergeist. That's why it was so jarring in Poltergeist when you see these siblings all hanging out at the yeah. kitchen table, like being cool with each other. Cause that's just like never happened in 80s movies ever. Oh, just one of the guys. Oh, that's right. He was great. Yeah. He was absolutely great.
1: Incredible. Uh, let's see. Girls just want to have fun. Shannon Dory. They, oh, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah, yeah. a girl, but, you know, that works. Uh, some kind of wonderful. Oh, some kind of wonderful. Yeah. little sister. Yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. There's so many of There's them. There's a lot of them. All right. What else, Max? What other facts do you have on this movie before we stop for a commercial break? I got nothing. There's got not, nothing. There's not, nothing. not a lot of
1: facts. I really want to know how they found tam- Tamik though. I couldn't find it online.
0: I thought he was tied. I thought he was oh, boys yeah, with the stunt. choreographer. Yeah, or you're right. Or you're, right, or right whatever. you're right. All right, Max. With that, uh, why don't we take a quick break for some words from our sponsors. Buzz in the Towers also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedobie.com. I don't know that... Bruce Leroy and The Last Dragon, if there's a tie to real estate. What
1: do you mean? There's beautiful real estate. Arcadia's place, uh, Vanity's
0: place is gorgeous. Yeah, but that's. Seventh Heaven is an unbelievable location. It's a club. Yeah, I know, but you gotta buy it. It's real estate. All right. All right, fair enough. So, Dolby Real Estate—if you want to make a really weird movie that critical failure, commercial success—go to Dolby Real Estate. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I mean, if
1: you want beautiful New York '80s real estate, New like, York, New York. Like Vanity's place was like. Uh, All Hanks' right, place big. Take,
0: take a deep breath. Dolby Real Estate. That's like an important thing. Dolby Real Estate knows nothing about the Last Dragon, but what they do know is how to get you into a home or how to sell the home you're in. They are the best real estate agents around. Tell them the Buzz in the Tower sent you. $400 million in sales, 1,000 homes sold. There's just nobody better out there. So reach out to them today to start your journey into the real estate market. All right, Max, let's talk about the actors and actresses in this movie. Although I will tell you that they're, um, I mentioned this before, before we get into the actors and actresses, I'm kind of backing up a second. There are moments in this movie that are so wildly disconnected with the movie that I have trouble following what's going on. So when they were in the movie theater, I think I started to tell this story before and then I stopped myself. Yeah, because we started talking about. Don't hurt him, baby. Watch the face. So there's okay. So there's that woman, the trans woman. Yep. Who clearly
1: likes the Asian guy,
0: and so they're in the movie theater and they're watching Enter the Dragon. Yep. And Bruce Leroy's eating popcorn with chopsticks, which whatever, that is what it is. But like, there's like when the fight breaks out, when Shounuff gets in there and a fight breaks out, there's some huge guy. I mean, he's got to be 300 pounds, wearing. A midriff tank top. The pink one. The yeah. The pink one. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on in yeah. this? Movie? Now, maybe this is like a New York thing in the 80s. Like, people just were like wild and, and dressed and acted. I mean, you've seen Shakedown? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Like, it's
1: like, but like, that doesn't feel like that's a hard R. Like, New York is a mess movie. Like, it's weird that it's in this kind of glowy, fun.
0: But even at the end of the movie, the fight scene. Yeah. Right. So the very end of the movie, they The um, Goliath Arca- guy? Arcadian Arcadian is put together like a the highlight, a highlight reel. One guy's got like a plastic sparring mask. Well on. the other dude the other dude like is looks like he's out of the Barbarian? weird the weird science yeah. scene. Yeah. So anyways, they they get in they have this fight. Pay him scene. whatever he wants. I know. And and in the fight scene, one of the first Parts where you see two guys attacking, the one guy is a spitting image of like a morbidly obese Seth Rogen, and he's paired up with Black Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja, <laughs> Ninja Turtles, and they're like attacking this guy, which I couldn't get, wrap my head around. It's very strange. Then there's another guy who's Dynamo from Running Man. <laughs> yeah, he looks <laughs> just like Dynamo with the blonde mohawk. Yes, yeah. I'm just like, what? What is going <laughs> on? <laughs> <laughs> like the whole thing is so wild, but it makes you watch every time. You're just like, who's Next. So the little kid, the uh young Asian kid. Yeah. Do you know what he's in? Red Sonia. Yeah, he's also in Sidekicks. There is this show that was called Sidekicks, and I gotta pull it up real quick because I watched the movie. I do remember the movie. The Chuck Norris one where the kid had the fantasies. There's a TV show. So that young little boy yeah. is the star of the show. Yeah. It's about a cop who tutors a young boy and insists on helping him in, with his cases through the mastery of martial arts. That
1: sounds fun, like a Jackie Chan show.
0: Yeah. And It was on for one year (laughs) 23 episodes. It just hits you. But like, I remember, I like vividly remember, you know, there's like this white cop, you know, with this like Asian karate little boy. Sounds awesome. Yeah. You should try to find it and watch it. It's worth watching. Anyways, that kid um, who's also, like you said, was in Red Sonja. Red Sonja. As the prince. Prince Darn. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you know what else he's in as an adult, which I never, I never put together, but he's awesome. So uh, you seen the rundown? Okay, it's with The Rock okay. and Sean William Scott. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, like a, it's like a bounty hunter tracking Sean William Scott in the Brazilian uh, uh, jungle. Okay. And Christopher Walken's an evil dude. And Rosario okay. Dawson's in it. Yeah, yeah, but the Rock gets beat down by this one like jungle guy and he's incredible like you literally remember this moment he's him oh no kidding yeah
0: all right well so you got to watch I, the I didn't know that he ever did anything as an adult but yeah. I remember him as a
1: he was kid. in rush hour 2 as well
0: all right max uh that's all i have why don't we talk Go, give me the rundown on who's in this movie uh, who d- who produced who directed who wrote all that jazz the
1: director is michael schultz who also i mean his big thing was that he did crush groove crush groove yeah which i mean like he- I think it's like eighty five too. I I think think it's eighty six. Yeah, eighty six. So like he had the finger on the pulse of kind of this movement, and he did some cool stuff in the seventies. Rockford Files. He directed the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Mm -hmm. you know, movie. Yeah, yeah. which was with with all the actors. Yeah. 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 So that seems like a big deal. deal. Yeah, Yeah. 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 and I'm learning there's all these TV movies and sequels that we didn't realize. He directed the TV movie of the Jerk. The Jerk 2.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I was on a conference call for work the other day and would
1: you say i was raised a poor black child no
0: like literally Uh. this was unbelievable the uh our in our company our um chief educational officer i don't know if that's the term but like the c level is they just hired her a little bit ago she's sweet yeah yeah, she's an african-american woman and she gets on with our entire marketing team and says you know my name is so-and-so i was um i'm from the south i was raised a poor and she stopped and only everybody over the age of literally 40 starts cracking (laughs) up all the millennials on the call have this like blank look. And she's like, She's like, I know none of you know what that is. I'm like, no, 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 I know what that is. I know what that is. It was so funny.
1: That's awesome. He also directed the young Indiana Jones TV show that uh River Phoenix was supposed, was to, star supposed to star in. Yeah. yeah. Uh Felicity Charmed, Allie McBeal, Gilmore Girls, the OC. Yeah, kind of became that's, a TV that's director. Solid. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely solid. Seems uh, like he did ooh, a good, repertoire. He did a good job. And the writer, <laughs> uh Luis Venosta, this was his first credit ever. It <laughs> yeah. feels like a first credit ever. And he did five movies and I've never heard of a, a he did five movies, and I've never. So, and he did five other movies. Wait, and he did five. Of, and he did five other movies. I've never heard of. Yep, <laughs> nope, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. And he did five, five o- other movies you've never heard of.
0: <laughs> totally agree, Max. Nope, we're good. Moving along. You
1: messed up, and I've quite not, time. not, not that many times, Max. You do it a couple times. Not that many. We talking a lot
0: more. We'll cut a few of those in. We'll let the people see. How the, how the sausage is made. <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. you're a great Wizard of Oz, he's nothing but a man. Yeah. A weak no man. One, no one thinks I'm the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I do. I think you're the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Barry Gordy's still alive. That's now the third time you said it on the podcast. I don't know. I'm impressed. 93. He probably
1: partied. Yeah. He probably, I don't know. Moving
0: along, Max. <laughs> Moving along. So, Tomek,
1: who played Leroy Green, was a corner man and official in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. So, I think it's
0: pronounced Ty-Mock.
1: Okay. I think. Yeah. I did
0: one of those pronounce me in Google things. It says Ty-Mock. Yeah. But nobody's probably going to get after you on it.
1: Did no real kind of acting after this. He was the bartender in three episodes of 90210. Oh, yeah. Do you know that Absolutely one? Absolutely. That's yeah.
0: incredible.
1: He was in a Janet Jackson music video as the boyfriend in Let's Wait a While. Okay. Yeah. So, you
0: had a big thing for Janet Jackson. Who didn't? Mm, you had it a little bit more than most. I've watched the Scream video. We've talked a lot about it. Eighty billion yeah, you, times. You, you love yourself some Janet. How do you know that? I you have brought it up on the show a number of times. Really? I listen to what you say sometimes. I didn't think I. I thought that was kind of a <laughs> me thing. I I didn't think you listened to me. I thought that was a me thing. <laughs> I thought I was singing in my head. Yeah. No. Wow. <laughs> but one day I'm like, I know about your foot fetish. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, did I bring that up on the show? Well, no. Big dogs, little women. Oh, I know. Trust me. Yeah. know About that. Do you know that? Them hanging out with them. Not you know anything When else? you wear your, when you wear a sleeveless shirt. And it's like almost causes like an epileptic seizure for me because of the designs on your shirt and then all your tattoos. And I like find myself getting like a headache. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Max. (laughs) Well, it's like looking at your mustache. So we're even. Oh, my mustache. Yeah. So Trish is the one that made me grow it. My son's travel soccer coach was uh, encouraging all the dads to grow it for like men's health November. Mm -hmm. And like Trish hates when I grow a mustache. And yeah. She's like, hey, you should grow it. I was like, say no more, my <laughs> yeah. friend. Now she won't make eye contact with me. It's and the you're a firefighter. I know. you should be having one. Do you know why firefighters grow mustaches, right? Because it keeps your lip warm? Yes. It's <laughs> 100% accurate. <laughs> so you can't grow a beard. Yeah. So the seal that we have on our mask, Yeah. Uh, I can't grow anything on the side of my face. So it's like the only thing that firefighters can grow is a mustache and a Fu Man chewed only to hear. You can't go on the chin. Oh, no wonder why. Yeah, that's because think about where the mask seals is like right there. I've never thought about that. I'm, and I don't think and, I will. And you're like, you're like, <laughs> so it's not to keep your lip warm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know why uh, firefighters wear suspenders? To keep their pants up? Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. But <laughs> so uh, that's not important now. <laughs>
2: A large <laughs> building with people in it. Uh,
1: apparently, uh, Timak. How do you say it? Timak. Time Timak wanted the Ice tea roll in New Jack City. Oh, he would have been terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice T's like the angriest dude ever. Ever. Yeah, and Timak is not. Sweet, yeah, yeah. He was a pro. Re- he was a pro wrestler for a little bit. <laughs> having a, having having some trouble today. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna he was a pro wrestler. He was a pro wrestler, <laughs> and he's got that glow. <laughs> If you try to sing things, you won't screw them up. I it's guess. Like, try. He trained
1: celebrities like Madonna.
0: He trained celebrities like Madonna. And
1: never did much else.
0: And it never did much else.
1: <laughs> you sound like you're in South Park. Every time I sing,
0: I sound like I'm in South Park. Or you
1: sound like the radio and basketball. Did Your you, life
0: is spinning out of control. Did you watch the uh, Panverse? Seems- no, oh, you need to watch it. It's really it's that really good? good. Okay, it's really good. Yeah. yeah,
1: So we have Vanity, who played Laura Charles. Oh,
0: sweet Vanity! I kind of like that she was like a
1: positive. Like most of her roles are hypersexual yeah. and like Action Jackson. She's a drug addict. Yes, she is. Yeah, and like you know a lot of exposing she herself. Quit cold turkey. Yeah. You served me for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Couldn't get enough of Craig T. Nelson. That's yeah, a look. That's yeah, something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I got to tell you, I love Evil Craig T. I, I've made the decision the other day that, like, my favorite... So I, I want you to think about this. For another episode, we're not going to go deep into it right now. It's It takes a rare actor to be able to do good guy and bad guy. Yep. Most actors, they find their sweet spot and they live in it, yeah. right? Some can do both in pieces. But Craig T. Nelson, I had to have, like, a legitimate internal conversation. Like, do I like him evil or do I like him good? Ooh. So I mean, that, to me it's it's a no brainer. I had to think about it and I'm like, no way. Like my favorite roles of him are evil. Yeah. Uh mm. he's kind of warm and warm and hearty. Action and, Jackson. Yeah. All the right moves, which I know at the end he turns it around, but he is evil for 99% of yeah, that. Yeah, movie. yeah. Okay. And um did love coach. Oh uh, what the hell's the other one? That he's evil? Devil's advocate. Oh yeah. Devil's he's advocate so evil he's in that. So good.
1: What do we say Denzel? Who's better? What is he better at? Oh, that's a really good one. Russell Crowe virtuosity is like my favorite That's another movie. really good one yeah
0: what is the movie with russell crowe where he, the woman cuts him off and he like hunts her down and like oh it's recent yeah. it's uh i saw some clips of it i'm like it looks really it's, good it's called like road rage or something like you that you know i give russell crowe a lot of credit he has reinvented himself and kind of leaned into just being like a dad bod older dude yeah that is not where he started no In gladiator i'm like oh he's gonna be the next bruce willis yeah, yeah. and he
1: just for some reason
0: come uh, on Tucker. yeah yeah <laughs> Well, oh, Body of Lies bomb. Are you and I able to keep focus for more than three minutes? This movie's hard. It's really hard. <laughs>
1: continue, continue. Van- Van- so, Vanity. I mean, RIP. She died of liver failure or kidney failure. Uh, she was supposed to be the lead gal in Purple Rain. She dated Prince for a while. Yeah, and was his protege. Ooh. Like her group, Vanity Six, was kind of like his group, like oh, yeah. that he was kind of overseeing. She was a surrealist painter, and she—I didn't know this. This is kind of cool. She was engaged to Nikki Six. Oh,
0: I didn't know that. Either. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's gonna be a very. Crazy engagement party,
0: right? Yes, Max. Well put. Well put.
1: Uh, so we have Christopher Murney, who played Eddie Arcadian. He's only five foot three. He doesn't seem like five foot three in the movie.
0: Yeah, he's got that kind of like Napoleon yeah. feel to him.
1: So he was in Slapshot. He was in Maximum Overdrive. He's in Secret of My Success. Remember, he's Barney? He's the husband. Yes. Yeah.
0: 100%. Yeah.
1: Barton Fink, he's a detective. He's a voice in Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Red Dead,
0: Red Dead
2: Redemption.
1: Redemption. Yeah.
0: Sorry, right, man. I Lots of words. I, they're words. We know how you are with words. We have to say thousands of them every day. Every day. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm surprised I don't have a stutter. Can uh, I can I jump to another character since you've obviously Yeah, please, lost please, what for the love of God. Yeah, that's no, so your good. I just want to talk about uh <laughs> like my, begging my, for you to I want to me talk in. about Rock, right? The the head henchman. Rock, oh yeah. Played by Mike Starr. And he's in a lot of stuff. He's the that guy. He's in a lot of stuff. Right. So Rock was uh, Arcadian's number one henchman. Number, number one guy. guy. You, I'm a number one guy, Jack. He is uh, Arcadian's kind of right-hand man. and So recognizable. If he looks familiar, yeah. it's because he's been in a lot of stuff. A couple of these, I know you don't know. Some of them you should. I'm going to start just with the 80s. And I'm not going to give you everything he's in. He's in about a million different things. 251 right? credits. He's in a lot. So 85 is when he's in The Last Dragon, right? So we all know he plays rock in The Last Dragon. He's greatly terrible in this. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not all that wonderful. He's in Who's That Girl with Madonna. He's the shipping co-worker. I haven't seen that. You've never seen Who's That Girl? I didn't even know that's a movie. Another movie that we've never talked about on this show that we need to is Funny Farm. He's Crocker in Funny Farm. Oh, cool. So you need to see that as well. He's Mr. Zarella in Lean on Me with Mr. Carter. Oh, yeah. Remember the teacher? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and who becomes the football coach, the yep. head football coach. He's the superintendent in Blue Steel. Oh,
1: that's a great movie. I, you love that movie. Yeah.
0: Now, here's the one that's going to tickle you that I know you don't know. He's in Uncle Buck. That's what? He's Pooter the Clown. Shh, the one that gets punched? The one punched? that gets punched. That's no him. way. Yep, that's him. He's the Clown. He's in Born on the Fourth of July. I know I'm sliding close to the end of the 80s right now, so he's the first man in Arthur's Bar in Born on the Fourth of July. Now, Max, these are the ones that you should know. I won't do them all. What's the first movie in the 90s that you're going to tell Goodfellas. me? Goodfellas. Goodfellas. He's Frenchy, right? What does he say? Totally, totally un- untraceable. untraceable.
1: I just need to find a way to get a key. Love it.
0: Yeah. Do you remember in The Bodyguard? What? Who is he in The Bodyguard? He's Tony in The Bodyguard. Oh my God. This is weird. Uh, hold on. I it's got like more. He's been here my whole life. I got more. Cabin Boy, a movie that somehow we talk about all the time. It's weird how he's, much we talk he's about. mulligan yeah. in Cabin Boy. My favorite role of all of his, outside of maybe, maybe Goodfellas, is really good. Joe Mentalonino. In Dumb and Dumber, most want, to, want to hear the most yeah. annoying? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he dies of a pepper, doesn't he? He Does yeah. a hot pepper gets him? Well, he's got that yeah. heart condition too. He need to get the pills. Yeah. But I would. I would argue that you're right. That is what what creates he's, it. He's great in Ed Wood too. Tim oh yeah, movie. that's right. Yeah, he's that's the director. Right. You ruined me. <laughs> <laughs> and and Max, although he has had tons of roles. For our friends out there that are huge Office fans, do you remember what he played in The Office? He I will in, have the gabagool. Yep. I will have the salad on he top of my se- spaghetti. Season six. <laughs> yeah. The Mafia episode. Yeah. He is the insurance guy. Um, yeah. I, what's his name? Uh, Grotti. Yeah. Which is obviously a play on the name. Gotti. Gotti yeah. yeah. They all think about and, it. Angelo Grotti. Yeah. So that's uh, that's Mike Starr for you.
1: He hasn't aged really in like 40 years, has he? No. He's, he's got a John Goodman kind of thing he's to He's great. Him, doesn't and we,
0: he? And we left out. A 1,000 roles he's been in, but I thought those are the ones you'd remember. Yeah, he's kind of like Walmart John Goodman. There you go, Walmart John Goodman. Yeah. All right. Max, what else you got? Any other characters you want to touch on? Uh, Faith
1: Prince, who played Angela Vaccaro. She's a big Broadway star. She's won like a Tony. She played Ursula in the Broadway Little Mermaid. I thought Ooh, that was cool. All right. She was in Dave. She was on Frasier, Spin City, House, Monk, Mad Men. So, she had. A, I mean, and also, have you ever seen the movie uh, Sorry to Bother You? No. It's a really strange movie, but this woman's doing... It's Tessa Thompson who plays Valkyrie in uh the Marvel movies. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm talking about? hmm She does interpretive art and she does uh Angela Vaccaro's speech to uh to Eddie Arcadian, like while she's naked. Oh yeah, yeah. She says that speech over and over again, and that's her interpretive art. Okay. So it's like it's a weird deep cut. There you go, Max. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. Anything else? Uh Glenn Eaton, who played Johnny U, never did anything else, and I thought he was actually kind of funny and good. And he seemed like he was good at karate. You are the
0: last dragon.
1: When he's like, I'm Asian, so I just yell and look all you confident.
0: Possess the power
1: how did he end up? That's that, 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 that's another part. How did glow, he? How did glow. he end up so good at karate when he was just like joking around in the beginning? Remember? The journey
0: now before. <laughs> Not gonna answer. No. <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) No, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure in the 40 pages they trimmed. There's a whole scene where he like fast-tracked his education process on learning karate. Karate. (laughs) Max, anything else? Nope. All right, you beautiful SOB. Why don't we head on over to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. (music) Max, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is none other than Paul Kavanaugh. Tall drink water. Tall tall Paul to your friends. Six foot ten. From the ropes, yeah, he, he's a monster. <laughs> he is a aggressive patron. Like he has messaged me before. When he does like, these one sentence reviews, he's, he's not like, nice. He's very he's like, mean. Max, pretty good today. I'm no, like, mm. it's when he gives you a thumbs up. Yeah. I actually like the fact that we have some fans who like they dig the show. They're into what we're doing, and But they they'll give us criticism. Honest. Oh, they yeah. will keep us honest. Paul's one of them. Why don't we uh, dispense with the pleasantries and head on over to what Tall Paul had to say about the last dragon?
2: Am I the meanest show enough? Am I the prettiest? Show enough. Am I the baddest mofolo down in this town? Show enough. Yeah, the Shogun of Harlem. Thanks again, Mo and Max for having me on for the show. I guess I am a really large fan. You uh, we were talking about the Last Dragon, which is such a fantastic movie. But young boy learns Kung Fu, wants to be even a better Kung Fu artist, and has to go through Eddie Arcane, Shonoff, and the lovely Vanity to find out that he really is truly the master. And it just takes a nice golden glow to find out, and a couple of psychopaths. This is such a great movie. It's got such a great soundtrack. De Barge," Rhythm of the Night, The Glow, just all these great hits in the midst of when rap started becoming on the scene and, you know, everybody wants to be a rapper and everybody wants to dig the style and do all that stuff. 1985 was pretty solid. Technically, I was only four years old at the time, so I don't really know that well, but still pretty awesome. Um, I'm sure Max has already said this, but William H. Macy is in this movie. Small little role, but if you're a movie buff like us, you already know. Um, I'll take it. keep it short and sweet. Recasting, I'll take Rock. Instead of Mike Starr, I'll put in Clancy Brown. A little bit younger at the time, but still, he had that doofus, you know, muscle-bound, jerk type of thing going on for him. Thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it. I'll be listening to this next week. Talk to you soon. Bye. On another note, it's not the lash they fear; it's my divine power.
0: What the hell is that? So we were talking about three hundred. That's funny. So when we were in Vegas for his brother's bachelor party, oh, it's okay. We we discovered that he can imitate Xerxes from yeah. three hundred. Oh. <laughs> So we would it was making like, a god bleed. It'd be like four in the morning. Yeah. And we just had been drinking like all day, all night, and he'd just be like, "Oh my divine love, I can't." He, every year on my birthday, he'll yeah. leave like a message like that. It's yeah. incredible. He's got a voice, dude. Yeah, uh, we had uh, great, great spotlight, and we forgot to do a recast that actually reminded me uh so
1: well i mean i think denzel is the
0: one right? yeah, yeah. I, I think so um i think i would have liked cindy lopper to hop in there and actually play the role oh, that of cindy lopper. Cool. that would have yeah. been cool but no i'm with you uh paul outstanding job we love your patronage as always and you crush this one great great uh a great call on having clancy do the yeah do the mike star role max anything else we need to cover on this butte i have a really good ending <laughs> well let's wait until i say things like Leave a review, five stars. Follow us on all social, at buzzinthetower.com is our website. Blah, dee, blah. (laughs) Yeah, rush me along. Max is really excited. We appreciate you joining us today. Hope you like The Last Dragon. And Max, how do you want to wrap up the show?
1: I applaud you, Mo. That was a great finish. Not quite the ending I had in mind, but it was a great finish. You see, a 45 will put an end to all this kung fu crap. All it takes is one little bullet. So take your final bow, scum sucker.
0: To reach upper levels, your mind, body, and soul must be one. It's a sacrifice. It takes hard work. It's a way of life. When you got that glow, you feel the one. You feel the one. When you got that glow, how ho! Hooray
2: ho!